Welcome to a 40 Guard Threat Intelligence podcast. This is episode 18. I'm Alex Harvey. And I'm Douglas Santos. We have Facebook, who somehow made the news again with another disclosure or privacy breach. Uh, show me um, guard provider which is a Android prepackaged application with their phone with some vulnerabilities WordPress iOS app leaking secure auth tokens and IE edge um, vulnerabilities that have not been patched but disclosed so with that Facebook so Facebook actually has two ongoing things the first one is third parties leaking um, user information that they've been provided by Facebook which unfortunately is giving Facebook a black eye, even though it's not Facebook directly leaking the information, um, which is kind of an interesting one. They've leaked 560 million users, um, which is, it's a fair big. They're saying 146 gigs of user data was left in public facing S3 buckets on Amazon. Which is a very well-known security practice, published it everywhere. And it's, it's incredible how these things still happen and fails to be enforced by big companies like this, but. And there was passwords in them, yeah. clear text passwords. They're not certain, the researchers are not certain if the passwords were user passwords for Facebook or passwords for the third-party application that's linked with Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's still a massive, massive disclosure or breach, if you want. Not Facebook directly, but mm-hmm. Facebook information, again, through their third parties. Yeah, but so. that was not it, right? There's still... <laughs> there's trying, one more. There's one more about Facebook. They're yeah. trying to fish their new users? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, their current users and new users for email password verification. Yeah. So Facebook was trying to make it quote unquote easier for mm-hmm. users to verify their new their account mm-hmm. or their account information so that they're adding a new email address. So they would provide this very nice little window, all looked legit mm-hmm. and was legit asking after you provided your email address to provide the password for your email account to validate your email account. This was only being done for certain domains. Um, Yeah, about like 70% of the cases, uh, security researchers have actually carried on a couple of tries. So they tried from different browsers, different operating systems and different IPs, and not all of them automatically get that as a first try. Facebook actually, in some cases, uh, does uh, present the, fir- the first option to send an SMS or send an email, but in some other cases, uh, in 75% of those cases, it actually requests you to verify your email by giving up your credentials as the first option. So yeah, they're <laughs> saying that it was designed as a to make it easier for users because normally, yeah. like you're used to the process of like, oh, we need to verify your email. We've sent you an email. Please go click yeah. the link or you know, copy the six digit code that was sent to you in an email and paste it here Mm -hmm. or something along those lines. So the idea that they were trying to go to was just provide us your password. We'll do those extra steps for you. Make it easy for you, but hey, we need your your data. Your data may be leaked in an S3 bucket. That that thing thing can happen. (laughs) By our partner, (laughs) not by us. Um, But yeah, so that was a very interesting one. Again, this reiterates never, ever, ever, ever give up passwords even if it's from the company that's really like asking for it, other than let's say it's a login, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're used to going to a website and for whatever reason, it's some random place that it should not, doesn't make sense for them to be asking for your password, be very suspicious, right? 
Um, a lot of sites that are getting smart and they're doing good things, like if you go to sites, especially that you can stay logged in, if you go to change a setting or want to access your billing information or your account details, will often prompt you for your password to verify who you are, especially if it's like an account that you stay permanently logged in. So an example is Amazon does that a lot, which is very nice to see. Google with Gmail will do that as well. If you go to change any settings that matter, they basically typically will prompt you again for your password to verify that it's you knowing that you typically leave stuff logged in. But outside of a scenario like that, they really should never be asking you for a password and they should yeah. never ever be asking you for a password for a different site. So yeah. red flags to be aware of. Um, again, two-factor would kind of help with this, um, but it's, yeah, Facebook needs to clean up their act on that one. They have since fixed this, so they should yeah. no longer be yeah, prompting they, you. Yeah, they were straightforward and honest and were very quick in addressing the issue. So. Yeah. Kudos for that. <laughs> they, they realized their mistake and have yeah. resolved it. Said it's not very good practice, right? Yeah. So we know that. It, it's a, uh, it's, Oops. yeah, not a good practice, <laughs> not recommended. Yeah. So with that, Show Me. So Show Me has uh, a line of cell phones that they've been selling for a while. Um, very popular, higher end, uh, high end, mid end, and low end Android tiered uh, devices. Mm -hmm. And one of the things they package with it is called Guard Provider. So God Provider is a multi-AV solution. The idea is that it gives you the option to install three different AV engines based on you know, which one you want to use. You can pick and choose which one you want. Mm -hmm. um, what was found is that it has an insecure update process. So when it goes to download or the updates for those AV solutions or pull them in the first time you install them, it does it over HTTP and not HTTPS. Mm -hmm. So a standard man-in-the-middle attack um, could easily inject a replacement Android package. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, if they're doing HTTP and the fact that this worked for POCs means that they're also no longer, they're not checking SHAs or anything like that. They're not verifying that what they're downloading is what they're expecting to mm -hmm. download. Um, so there's obviously some, there was issues there yeah. that they needed to resolve. Yeah, the, the first issue was obviously the possibility of man in the middle attack by uh, exploiting the fact that this update process was carried over HTTP, but also uh, it, it, it actually did uh, leverage the man-in-the-middle uh, issue to force uh, um, an AV downgrade, not actually a downgrade, there's actually a predefined list of priorities when selecting the AV, and the first one was Avast, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, and it, for, it, 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 it when it Avast was first, first uh, scanning for uh, malicious activity on, on the device, it, is, it did actually download the package. But uh, if, you, if you are running on, this, uh, on the same network as the, as the device, you are, you are able to inter, inter, interject that, uh, interact that, with that session and reset the connection. And yeah. then it will, it will force the, the, the guard provider to go to the, to the second uh, in the list, which actually had uh, vulnerability. So, yeah. By by you and it used HTTPS as well. So when it was, when, when it was downloading the package, uh, while all, all the attacker needed to do was supply with uh, with a corrupted package that was exploiting a vulnerability inside this SDK for this second uh, yeah. antivirus, and then it carried on its attack. It carried on its attack. Yeah, there was multiple vulnerabilities in mm -hmm. the same program mm -hmm. because they used multiple SDKs to develop mm -hmm. it essentially. Um, I think there was two or three vulnerabilities total mm -hmm. found in it. So it had to be changed. It had to be changed, yeah. So it wasn't great. It was all triggered by man in the middle. And one of the things was the insecure connection was mm -hmm. part of it. Um, and there was obviously the fact that they could basically force it to download. Mm -hmm. And in there, they could actually put malicious content and allow it to escalate mm -hmm. from there. Okay. So anyway, it's an interesting one. Um, again, kind of like the ASUS one we talked about in a previous podcast, built-in tools not necessarily being 
you know, written to the mm -hmm. same standards or being vetted completely. Um, to their credit, Xiaomi has already patched this. It's been resolved. Yeah, it's, it's been all, 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 all resolved yeah. under a responsible disclosure. Yeah, right? and they've disclosed it yeah. responsibly and they've mm -hmm. handled it. So it's nice to see them taking the right steps. Yeah. Um, and it's not like it's the most obvious one, but the insecure connection usage is one that's a little bit... Um, there was other things in there as well, mm -hmm. but combined together means that it should have yeah, been... Yeah, of course. <laughs> should have been looked at a little differently. Yeah, especially when you're writing software that's supposed to protect the, yeah. the, the network. I did, HTTPS would help a lot in this yeah. case. Encrypted connections, yeah. checksums are it's, the other ones, you know, yeah. verified sources. A couple of commands there. Yeah, there's a, there's the a few that are, are typically used <laughs> yeah. for this that were skipped in this case. Yeah. Um, this leads us into WordPress, which is another very nice one. So this time, your WordPress servers are safe. Yes. For the moment. Yes. Um, for now. For right now. <laughs> Maybe, probably yeah. not. Yeah. Um, a vulnerability in the WordPress iOS app. Basically, the WordPress iOS app was leaking secret auth tokens mm -hmm. to third-party sites. Um, so the WordPress iOS app on your phone allows you to write a post for mm -hmm. WordPress. One of the things it can do is you can use your images can be stored on a third-party site like Imager. Um, what was happening is those third-party sites like Imager when the images were getting posted, mm -hmm. the auth token, the secret auth token, was also getting pushed at the same time. So obviously there was a little bit of code there where someone reused code that was being used normally to post content to WordPress.com. It got reused when posting to third-party image sites. Um, so essentially your secret auth tokens ends up in mm -hmm. the imager logs. Um, it increases your risk of something happening. The good news is it's not your password, mm -hmm. it's a secret auth token. Those are being, those do rotate. Yep. So essentially at the end of the day, there is a window of vulnerability that should be passed by mm -hmm. now. Um, having said that, you need to make sure that you've updated the WordPress app, mm -hmm. obviously on your phone to the latest version. It does not affect Android and did not affect self-hosted. Um, so this one's kind of an interesting one because it's a very obvious from like, as a coder, it's mm -hmm. very easy to understand what happened. Someone literally copied and pasted code that was used somewhere into a new area, mm -hmm. and that was one of the variables that was getting posted with it that all of a sudden was getting posted to third-party uh, image hosting providers. At the end, your the security of your token lies within those third-party providers, right? Yeah, There's, and that's the risk, yeah, right? Is yeah. all of a sudden your token which, which is... Which you kind of, kind of like things that happen with Facebook well, as yeah, well, yeah. Exactly. The day, well, worse, except these yeah. ones, these providers don't even want it and they're yeah. getting your secret data. Yeah. Whoa, 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 mm -hmm. don't send this don't to send me. Don't send it to me, but you're sending it to me. Yeah. So it's, it's very possible that that information ended up in their logs. Yeah. So at some point in time, if something happens to their logs, and a lot of companies don't necessarily consider their mm -hmm. logs to be, you know, a high security item. Mm -hmm. They're important and they need to keep them somewhat course, secure, yeah. but it's not something like that they're worried about, like they're worried about their user data. Keeping encrypted yeah. and high, yeah. it's kind of Because oftentimes the only thing it has in it is going to be like your IP address and maybe a session mm -hmm. ID that might tie back, but it's going to be very difficult to tie it to a user. So they're going to look at logs as being lower security, mm -hmm. if you want, than their main database. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah, that makes sense. Kind of how it works. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes they're being analyzed. They use them for their analytic platforms and everything else. But in this case, there is critical information that was getting pushed into those logs unwillingly. Yeah. So you can blame them. <laughs> yeah. Not. It's not their fault if that gets leaked. So that brings us to the last one, which is IE and Edge. So it's a very interesting one. Yeah. This is a Microsoft vulnerability in mm -hmm. IE and Edge. Um, I'll preface this by saying that Microsoft has discontinued both of these mm -hmm. products. Yes. Um, more or less. I think they're still doing security mm -hmm. updates for them, 
But other than that, they are planning a replacement. I think the replacement's mm-hmm. already been announced. It's yes. Chromium-based. So essentially, the new Microsoft browser will be built on top mm-hmm. of the same core as Google Chrome, um, which will probably help them with some of the vulnerability issues, mm-hmm. stuff like this. Yeah, just make sure that uh, for now, since there's no official response to this to this blog, and uh, just make sure that we're not running Edge and EA. All right, yeah, you switch to something since, else. Since there's proof of concept code uh, that was released in March 30, so yeah, uh, it, it allows for universal cross-site scripting. So if you are running uh, tabs with like your social media and your bank accounts or anything that's sensitive to you, and you visit a page that has this exploit code hosted in it, it could allow for uh, the uh, the stealing of sensitive data like cookies or credit card information or uh, login credentials. So uh, uh, there's uh, something uh, that should be done just. Don't don't use it for for now. I guess if you're yeah. if you're Stay. running in high sensitive environments, if you have other other tabs that are, have sensitive information, I would refrain from use it. As, at least as we don't have a patch for it. Yeah. yeah. Our recommended use for Edge and IE is to download another browser. That's what you use it for. Once you're past That's that stage, you're good. That is my personal <laughs> opinion. But in this case, that is the recommended solution. Yeah. In this case, for yeah. now. Um, so yeah. So it's the same origin policy exploit, mm, yes. which basically means that you can have code that's not part or not hosted on the mm-hmm. correct domain being used to target that tab mm-hmm. or that information. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, it's been around for a while. It's been corrected in most other browsers for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite a severe problem because it basically allows, um, if you want cross... Site scripting. Yeah, yeah. basically yeah. cross-site scripting, but it, it's on the... It, it's more fundamental yeah, than that because yeah. it's even deeper than that because mm-hmm. um, it allows it really does allow the injection of third-party mm-hmm. code um, in a dangerous manner that's unapproved mm-hmm. or unvetted and unwanted so it's a very high risk one um, the biggest issue at this point is that it's been it was released to Microsoft 10 over 10 months ago um, they did not do an official response Mm-hmm. Um, and the person who did the research disclosed it. We don't know the circumstances around what happened or the communication. Mm-hmm. All we know is that there's a POC now at this point in time that has been released yes. and that there is no patch yet from Microsoft. I'm sure they will patch it very quickly. They mm-hmm. typically are yeah. on top of it, so I'm sure something happened in the communication around this. And I'm, it'll be interesting to see if we hear anything more about it from mm-hmm. that point of view. But for the moment, the fixes run something other than Edge or IE. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to use IE or Edge, use it to download something else. For um, that's for now. for now. Hopefully this will be solved by, you know, a couple of weeks. Yes. And with that, that's all we have for you guys today. Have a good one. Have a good one, guys.